We're calling this season two. It's been a while. We're hoping to stay more regular after this. Prunes, muesli, cup of coffee in the morning, maybe some cabbage soup. We're kicking the season off with something special. It's a two-parter, dropping two episodes back-to-back from here on in. Here's hoping the muesli kicks in and we can stay a little more regular. Welcome back, everybody. It's a Snow Day podcast. Here we go. I have tried tofurkey, and you're right, it's disgusting. Don't, don't do it. Snow day, I'm hoping for a snow day. I want to sleep the day away. If we had a snow day, snow day, I'm hoping for a This is season two, episode one, part one, Thanksgiving. Fellas, some thoughts on sort of what's happened between now and the summertime one that we recorded in July. The biggest thought is Steve's not here, right? Correct. Steve is lost in the wilderness somewhere. Yeah, he's in Canmore. (laughs) Steve Steve was out with you last night. Georgie had a business meeting today, uh, exercised some of his superhuman strength, and now he's somewhere between Canmore and Calgary. Is that the last message we got Uh, from him? Exactly. He left very early, very hungover from my house. Uh, I'm still hungover. And he somehow decided to drive into the mountains and do some. I have no idea what he's doing, actually. I'm interested to hear his perspective. (laughs) He may not even be in Canmore. He might have just borrowed my car and went, like, south of the border. (laughs) He may have just driven around to the other side of your your bay and gone to sleep in the backseat of the car. (laughs) You should check for him down the block. (laughs) Let's pray to God he makes it back. The Citizen article came out while we were sort of on hiatus. Uh, Good response from in town. I think you guys all got a chance to see it. I'm not sure if we got you one yet, Lester, but I've got one sitting here waiting to get dropped into the mail. So kind of cool that we hit that second media. It's still on Thompson Citizen Online. So if anybody wants to see some pictures of us as little kids check that out uh one last one little just a shout out uh, carla hickaway is emerging as a sort of a super fan for us carla leaf i think for the people that knew her in 1980s and early 90s nice here's the disclaimer there's going to be some swearing. This is going to be a little unprofessional. Some place between a locker room and a church gathering. Nothing we'd be embarrassed to play for our kids or our parents. That's kind of the zone. If you can live with that, welcome aboard. If not, thanks for giving it a try. The turkey in the straw, complete with variations and all the trimmings. Four friends trapped in a virtual living room by a virtual snowstorm. This is the Snow Day Podcast. With Dr. George Alvarez. Yeah, well, from now on, it's, it's cholera. I associate Thanksgiving with diarrhea. Guy's son and entrepreneur, Leslie Hansen. And so if you were peeing out your bum, something was uh, going very wrong. Speaker, author, and leadership expert, Stephen DeGroot. And me, I'm still in Thompson, Bruce Krentz, the one they left behind. 
it takes something that serious. Ebola, H1N1, Black Plague, scoliosis, any one of those things to take you down. Let's do it. Let's go to uh, just a quick check-in. It's probably not going to be super quick because uh, it's been a long time since we talked. So just a little roundup on what's happened between now and then. We're hoping that Steve joins us so he gets to go last. Uh, Georgie, you guys were out last night. You're uh, hungover big time, so I'm going to give you a little pass. Start with you, Lester. What's been going on since uh, since July? <laughs> since early July. <laughs> Yikes. Um, yeah, no, it's been it's been good. My, uh, my summer finished up pretty nicely. I've been doing quite a bit of travel was um down in in new york uh visiting my buddy johnny who is uh, another fan of the pod shout out to johnny from long island then i was in new orleans for uh, a little trip had some uh, fantastic food and drink down there and then just got back the other day went with a bunch of people to uh mexico city actually for another little vacation trip which was uh fantastic loved it loved mexico city and you weren't afraid. I was. I was scared. We talked just before you went, and I was scared for your life. I got to tell you. Yeah, you know what? It's funny. It's funny, Bruce. I can't. Uh, I can't tell you how many people. Like, if I mentioned the week before I left, if I mentioned to ten people, I'm going to Mexico City for a vacation this weekend. Uh, at least nine of them said, "Oh, wow, isn't that dangerous?" <laughs> like, it clearly has the worst <laughs> fucking reputation of any city in the world. Um, but I can tell you that I never once. Uh, felt unsafe. I mean, obviously, there's only a few neighborhoods in in Mexico City that, as a tourist, you hang out in. Um, but the city itself is beautiful. Great restaurants, great food, great art. Um, super clean parks everywhere. Uh, really, really fantastic trip. I will definitely go back. I could not. I could not rave uh, any more highly about uh, about Mexico City. Can't wait to go back. Unreal. I, I just love that. I also love the fact that Johnny from Long Island is a fan. We have at least two American fans now. Both of them just happen to be your friends, him and Debbie. But uh, <laughs> yeah. hey, let, let's reach out, get them to spread the word in Long Island. Yep. So Lester, I have a, I have a Mexico City story. The, uh, the, the reason, so I was watching um, Cesario, uh, the second movie. And the opening scene. Oh, yeah. I just watched that. Yeah, the other it's night pretty too. good, right? Yeah. And, and there's this scene where in Mexico City, you know, they get gunned down and, and people get kidnapped. So even in the media and in movies, it continues to portray how crazy the gun uh, violence is. Uh, you know, there's like <laughs> 20,000 yeah. people die every year in Mexico or more. It's a ridiculous stat from gun violence. And then this movie takes place in Mexico City and you're, you just came back from there. So it's uh, no wonder people were worried about you when you were down there. Yeah, I know. It was it was kind of funny because I, I, in fact, I think I watched that on Thursday night, George, so I was only one night ahead of you. And yeah, I was laughing. Uh, the girlfriend and I were chuckling the opening scene. I'm like, hey, that's Polanca, which is the neighborhood with all the high-end shopping and everything in it. I'm like, it's like a beautiful neighborhood. It's like, uh, I don't even know what to compare it to. It's very European, but like all the big name stores and restaurants are there. Gorgeous neighborhood. <laughs> and while I was there, I did not witness anybody uh, get kidnapped or, you know, <laughs> massive uh, gun fighting in the streets as was depicted in that movie. So I'm pretty sure that doesn't happen every day in that neighborhood. Georgie, what else has been going on with you? You were up here. You, actually, you and I tried to meet up not too long ago, but you had a bola or something like that. And I wouldn't let you come over to my house. 
Um, <laughs> last night out with some uh, some guys. So what's been going on? Yeah, with you? well, since we've last talked, I bought a house um, after renting for two years. So that's kind of a big deal. You guys know that. Number two. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's good. Yeah, that's I'm, awesome, you know, I'm doing the. This is the first recording in the new house. I'm in the study. My birthday has come and gone, and on my birthday, literally one foot of snow fell. And I hurt my back shoveling snow, <laughs> so I felt kind of old. And then, uh, yeah, I went up to Thompson for Thanksgiving. I hadn't been up to Thompson Thanksgiving. I can't remember when. Everybody in my family got ravaged by this ridiculous diarrheal vomiting illness that lasted for 24 hours. So I didn't get to see Bruce, even though I was in Thompson, Manitoba, <laughs> like a few days ago, last weekend. And uh, yeah, so those are sort of been the big things that have happened. Squirts out my ass and, uh, you know, now in the new house. Bruce, I love that you quarantined him. <laughs> I should send out a, a picture of the text because it was basically that. It was like, George, we love you, but you can't come here. You yeah, you did not want, you did not want what I had. It was no good. <laughs> That's crazy too, George, because I can attest having known you for almost 40 years that you almost never get sick. Like you actually yeah. contract viruses less frequently than any person I've ever known in my life. Like you have an unbelievable immune system. And so if you were peeing out your bum, something was uh, going very wrong. Yeah, it's been over 10 years that I've been sick. Like, like I can't remember the last time I was sick. The last time you were sick was when we all got uh, H1N1 in Vegas. Yeah. <laughs> Story for another yes. pod, maybe. That's right. <laughs> and how long ago? I guess that was uh, eight or nine that years was, ago. Uh, 2009. It was 2009. Yeah, that's the last yeah. time I got sick. You're right. It takes something that serious. Ebola, H1N1, Black Plague. <laughs> Yeah. Scoliosis, any one of those things to take you down. So, Brucey, what have you been up to? I know that scoliosis isn't a disease, boys. We did a run out to BC. Georgie, I don't know if I got a chance to talk to you about this, but Larie Werschler, who's Larie Cameron now, uh, that we used to hang out with at university, we spent a couple of days with her in her place in BC, so out to Vancouver Island, and a little family reunion thing at Campbell River. That was super good. Cabins all closed up, and... Uh, Boats are put away, so really just kind of doing the thing. We're back in the routine now. Hockey, community band, all that stuff. Tomorrow morning I get on a plane and uh, and I'll be close to you, but not right there. Back to Ottawa again, this project that I'm working on. I keep getting shipped out there, which is a sort of blessing in disguise with my sister being there and hoping to play floor hockey with the Wongers to complete the, <laughs> uh, the triple header with Wong. I tell you, you got to swing through Toronto on one of these Ottawa trips, man. I'm feeling left out. I'm feeling shunned. I'm not the seasoned traveler that you guys are because I probably could have made that just one of the stops on my trip, right? I could have come out this weekend and could have gone out with you and Bacon and been having a giant fat head like everybody else on the podcast. <laughs> Bacon and I had a rather ridiculous night on Friday night, although not as ridiculous <laughs> as the one that Steve and George appear to have had last night. <laughs> you know, Bruce, you did, uh, you did a little bit of a full circle there because we had a podcast about what are you going to do when you grow up and how your dad used to close the cabin with you and it always happened on Thanksgiving long weekend and then you posted those pictures of you and your daughter shooting animals on Thanksgiving long weekend <laughs> and you closed up the cabin like it's true and you you've almost segued me into the topic cuz that was part of what I was going to talk about in the Thanksgiving topic so I'm going to leave that hanging as a teaser but I will say you're right it was pretty cool Paige was shooting uh, 22 that my grandfather, her great-grandfather, passed on to us through my uncle. So we, we weren't actually shooting any animals. We only shot beer cans, but uh, pretty neat little piece of family 
history or lore or memorabilia or something, and the gun still seems to work this fine. Is, so uh, pretty cool. This is a Thanksgiving song. I hope you enjoy it. Love to eat turkey. <laughs> love to eat turkey. Oh, I love you. The topic on this pod is Thanksgiving. We've covered a few different holidays. We haven't talked about Thanksgiving yet. We're going to maybe just touch on what Thanksgiving means to us, what uh, some of our traditions are. Lester, let me, let me throw this to you. What's Thanksgiving to you? Is it uh, always a run back to Winnipeg? Is it hanging out with the folks? Uh, or is it something else? And is Thanksgiving as big a holiday for you as maybe Christmas and Easter? I mentioned uh, I just got back from Mexico City and was actually there for Thanksgiving. So I was out with uh, a group of my friends, all of us, um, you know, sort of my core group of friends here in Toronto who are all from Winnipeg. And now we all live in Toronto and, and we were down there. And uh, one of my buddy's girlfriends pointed out that this was the third year in a row that uh, we had had Thanksgiving together which uh, was a little bit jarring to me because it made me realize that that means three years in a row I have not gone home for Thanksgiving because um, when we talked about this pod and I was kind of putting my thoughts together of what Thanksgiving means to me, the immediate thought for me was that Thanksgiving, in my mind when I was younger, was always about going home Um, because you guys know I left home really early, so the the trips that I made back home to see my parents and see you guys, you know, when I was like 14, 15 years old, were really, really important. So Thanksgiving, long weekend, always uh, jumped on the bus, uh, the uh, the Grey Goose bus to Thompson, Manitoba from Winnipeg, $35.05 for an 11-hour overnight ride. <laughs> <laughs> I remember it well. I used to go down cash in hand. And uh, it was really important. I would never have missed a Thanksgiving. And then... For a lot of years, when I was in university and, you know, my brother was down in Winnipeg, it wasn't like the trips home, you know, started to get a little more spread out, whatnot. Some years my parents were down. But for a lot of years, I kind of got into hosting Thanksgiving for everybody that uh, didn't have parents or family in the city. So I hosted, like I, I learned to, to make a uh, full turkey dinner when I was about 17, 18 years old, and I hosted a shit ton of Thanksgivings, both in, in Winnipeg um, with uh, Big Wave Dave, Dave Krakowitz and I used to host Thanksgivings, <laughs> and uh, Gerald Chartier, and then when I, when I first came out to Toronto as well, I used to have sort of a hosted Thanksgiving for all wayward Winnipeggers who were in Toronto and hadn't made it home. That's changed a little bit over the years, I think just because you know, now lifestyle-wise, I, I kind of get back and forth to see my parents uh, more frequently. It doesn't have to be tied around Thanksgiving. You know, my life's not driven by any sort of school schedule or time timeline anymore. So I can just, you know, one weekend is no different than, than the, the next, really. Um, but that's, that's sort of what Thanksgiving has been in, uh, in, in my life uh, over the years. Uh, it's it's interesting you say the this is the third year you didn't get there for Thanksgiving and it kind of hit home with you because it was a few years after we had moved to Thompson that one Thanksgiving 
I remember just thinking on Saturday morning, holy crap, I got three days off. This is going to be awesome. You know, we've got a bit of a break. And it was the first time where it wasn't a mad race back to Winnipeg. Yeah. Um, and when we when we lived in Killarney, right, it was always a race to go hang out with Marnie's family. And our first few years in Thompson, when we're still sort of had closer ties to the city. And then that's when I knew like, okay, we're we're living in Thompson now. We've moved back our, this is our home. This is our life. Because now it was like, oh, this is awesome. I've got a long weekend uh, at home instead of a long weekend that really was two days driving and three nights sleeping in other people's basements. So um, <laughs> yeah, uh, Georgie, what's Thanksgiving for you other than Ebola? Yeah, well, from now on, it's, it's cholera. I associate Thanksgiving with diarrhea, so not so positive. Um, you know, it's interesting that uh, Les said that because for me, Thanksgiving... Uh, and this happened to Bruce and I because we were this was, the first year I was in Winnipeg for um, and when Bruce and I were living in the same residence, that very first Thanksgiving in 1988 was when I got on the Greyhound bus and went home. And from that point forward, I started to realize, wow, I don't live in Thompson anymore. I come visit Thompson. I am now living in Winnipeg. I spend eight months there. I come up to work for summer, sure. And I distinctly remember, because I had just turned 18, because you know my birthday is in October, so I turned 18 in Winnipeg. Uh, Bruce and I were living in Rez, and then we decided to go home for Thanksgiving. Of course you did. We've been away from home for a month, the most I'm sure Bruce and I had ever been away from our parents, away from our beds, unlike Les. And so Thanksgiving... Yeah, by a yeah, mile. By a mile. For so for me, Thanksgiving, that very first Thanksgiving in 1988, it's a distinct burnt memory was, wow, I, I'm now not living at home anymore. I'm coming to visit home, but my home then becomes Winnipeg for 10 years. Then I move to Ontario. Then I move overseas. Now I'm in Calgary. So Thanksgiving is kind of one of those bittersweet long weekends for me because it was a distinct loss of my childhood or a moment where I moved on. So that was sort of my first point. So uh, a great memory, but kind of sad in the way. And then my second memory, it has to do with changing the filters on our furnace. And this is a little shout out to my dad. My dad, yeah, yeah <laughs> wow. exactly, right? So, and I'll explain this. this I'll explain the story. So my dad used to say, you know, son, anytime you have a bird, you got to change your filter on your furnace. I go, well, what are you talking about? He goes, well, we eat a bird at Easter and we eat a bird at Thanksgiving. And that's about twice a year, uh, you know, breaking up the year into sort of five, six month blocks. And that's when you put a new filter in your furnace. So Thanksgiving has always been associated with me going out and buying a filter for my furnace as well. That is fantastic. I love that story. <laughs> that, that is too good. Alberto just uh, passing on the life knowledge. I guess. Yeah, so for all those listeners out there, anytime you have a bird, because when do you else do you eat uh, birds? You eat it at Christmas, Thanksgiving, and Easter, and you should change your filter three times a year. There it is, a little take home. Can't believe I've never heard that one before. That's so good. Uh, my Easter boys is, I blew it. It's Thanksgiving. Kind of like what you alluded to, George, and I know I talked about it in uh, a pod about a year ago, but Thanksgiving for us isn't so much about the big meal. In fact, it's almost not at all about the big meal, but uh, it's about, uh, for us, our kids coming home and university kids coming home. And for me, that's the real big circle of life one, because exactly what you said, George, Thanksgiving 
when you look at it now, it doesn't feel like it's that far from the beginning of September, but that first couple years at university, that felt like a marathon, right? Like we had moved away from home and, and I remember circling that on the calendar, just thinking, man, I can't wait to, to get back and, and do whatever, right? And now we've got Paige that comes back at, at Thanksgiving um, and we have some of those traditions in our family, cleaning up the cabin and just sort of starting to get ready for winter. That for me for Thanksgiving is super special and super important, but in terms of and I guess that is a tradition, but in terms of, say, cooking a turkey or having somebody over or anything like that, it changes for us absolutely year to year. The last few years we've been lucky. Producer Mike has some relatives up at Thanksgiving, and so we get invited over all the time. I parachute in with a tray full of buns and a bottle of wine, and all of a sudden we're uh, superstars and we get a great meal. So shout out and a thanks to them but that's just sort of been the last couple of years our only one sort of tradition with the meal which is kind of strange and especially some of this ties in steve would would probably uh, virtually punch me in the face for this but when we started doing the vegetarian thing then a uh, turkey wasn't quite so important to us and murph's a pretty fussy eater so uh, our tradition is everybody gets to pick one dish but they don't necessarily all have to go together so we end up with like French onion soup and mac and cheese and <laughs> like lemon pie. It's just kind of bizarre, <laughs> but it's our tradition and it's kind of fun. So, and we do that at Thanksgiving a lot and uh, once in a while during the rest of the year too. So thoughts on, is it weird that America has a different Thanksgiving? And to me, I just don't get it. My sister lived in the States for a couple of years and she said, we just can't fathom how much more important it is where our Thanksgiving is sort of like a glorified St. Patrick's Day, right? So um, any thoughts on that, Lester? Uh, well, yeah, just affirmation of that. I mean, I've got a bunch of American friends. I've been in the U.S. a couple times on, on American Thanksgiving. It is so much bigger a holiday down there, much, much bigger than the Christmas holiday. And uh, what I've always thought is weird is just that in the U.S., Thanksgiving and Christmas are so close together. And, you know, that whole period... I guess from Thanksgiving to Christmas is the holiday season in the U.S., so they kind of get like five, six weeks of it down there. But yeah, it's it's definitely reversed in Canada, at least for all of us, where you know Thanksgiving is definitely the uh, the distant stepchild to Christmas in terms of importance and family and everything. And in the U.S., it's kind of reversed by a mile. And you're right, when we were in Hawaii at Christmas time, which is a super anomaly too, but I mean, Christmas came and went with zero fanfare, like absolutely none. You wouldn't have even known it was Christmas unless you sort of had set a reminder in your phone. Now, um, I get that Maui, <laughs> Maui's a pretty tropical location and it's America, but it was strange to be there. With that said, it didn't really bother me too much. I was, I was okay with the whole thing. <laughs> yeah. One of the things that I discovered of why it's such a big holiday is they don't have a boxing day. So it's the only period for most Americans outside of their two weeks of max holidays, because they take way less vacation than Canadians do by a long shot, where they have four days off in a row. So we, they don't have a boxing day. So they go to back to work on the 26th and most of us will have three or four mm -hmm. days off. Yeah. So, you know, less being down in the States way more than any one of us well knows it is by far the busiest travel days in North America by a significant um, percentage. And, you know, Black Friday has popped up uh, as an important shopping day. I don't know when Black Friday got created. Like, I, it's like a decade old or something. And so less is, is bang on. Like, Thanksgiving to them is really this steady march of 
consumerism, business, Black Friday going into Christmas and Christmas becomes like a lull uh, versus Thanksgiving. So it, it is almost bizarre how much more significant this day is to our American friends than it is to us. Um, for a whole bunch of different reasons. I, I never thought about the Boxing Day as an extra day off, but you're you're 100% right. One one yep. day off just makes it a normal holiday, whereas for us, and I mean everybody in, I shouldn't say everybody, lots of people in Canada find a way to basically stretch Christmas to New Year's as one big holiday, right? They're, the majority of us find a way to take some extra days and see some people, yep. so you're you're totally right. You quite often will close an office for that entire week, like between Christmas and New Year's, whereas in the States, they don't. Like when, when, when I was doing a lot of business in the U.S., um, we, we often did a lot of business on, in the week between Christmas and New Year because people are finishing their budget years and whatnot and you know, sometimes spending some money. It almost gives me a knot in my stomach, Les, to hear that, that you had to do a bunch of work between Christmas and New Year's for a, for a whole bunch of years because I know that getting up those mornings would be just painful for me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, hey, hey, I mentioned my, I mean, my two kind of interesting, I think, Christmas traditions. Still Thanksgiving. Are A, the, the family meal where everybody picks a dish and they don't have to jive. And really closing down the cottage, uh, pulling out the boats in the snow and the rain. I, um, so that those are kind of mine. But do you guys have some sort of like specific interesting traditions that go with Thanksgiving or is it just always scrambling around trying to hang out with some people? Yeah, for me, it's just uh, turkey dinner. Like uh, there wasn't, you know, my family, it was really only Thanksgiving and Christmas that you ever cooked a turkey. And so the meal was virtually identical. Like that sort of holiday meal was pretty much the same. But it was only, you know, it was, other than Christmas, it was the one other time of the year that I was going to get a full <laughs> turkey dinner, which I still, <laughs> at, at, uh, at this ripe old age, just love and live for. Are you guys the people that want to have the chicken, the duck, or the turkey? Or do you always, always stick with the turkey? And I'll, I'll let you guys answer that after I answer Bruce's question. So, so for me, um, the tradition is seeing my mother's cooking taken to another level. Like you guys all know, my mother you know, is a fantastic cook, but Thanksgiving, like Easter and like Christmas, is her on steroids. It is not just turkeys, it's hams, it's baking, it's three different huge meals. So for me, Thanksgiving is eating three gigantic meals, all different, all completely separately prepared, it's ridiculous. So it's not just a turkey for me. Uh, and that's a little shout out to my mom, you know, who loves cooking and loves hosting. And she's happiest when, you know, people are grotesquely stuffing themselves with her awesome food. So that's what it means to me. So I'm, uh, so I'm interested to know if you guys are a, a pure bird. And then specifically for Bruce, you know, who is the vegetarian among us, have you ever had one of those Turfurkeys, you know, one of those tofu turkeys, which I heard is <laughs> grotesque. I have tried tofurkey, and you're right, it's disgusting. <laughs> don't, don't do it. Although, if you do have to slide into the tofurkey world, they make some like Italian sausages that are kind of passable for summertime on the barbecue. But even then, you're you're kind of scrambling a little bit. Don't do it. I, one of the sort of eye openers for me is I, I don't love turkey turkey. I love having a big dinner like everybody else, but. Cabbage rolls, pierogies, mashed potatoes, all of the stuff that kind of goes with it, all the extras that your mom makes are still good for me. So I still enjoy a giant meal like that and, and feel like we're getting that, even though we miss out on turkey. Ham once in a while, I think just 
some nice salty cooked up ham. I could probably get talked into one of these days. I miss that a little bit. Yeah, turkey all the way on Thanksgiving. If I walk into your house for Thanksgiving dinner and you try to serve me chicken, there's going to be a fucking problem. Like, come on. <laughs> Thanksgiving is about turkey. We, had to, we would have ham at Easter, Bruce. It was always My mom would always make an Easter ham. But, yeah, uh, now that you mentioned it, I think we did too. Always. Hey, you know what's a crazy tradition here? And uh, maybe, it's, maybe it's not just Alberta tradition, but I've spoken to a lot of people that for Thanksgiving, they cook, I, I don't even know what it's called, but they put a chicken in a duck in a turkey and then cook all three. <laughs> And they serve like three. Yep. Br- it's called yeah, a turducken. And I had to go looking that up. I think yep. I heard that like five or six years ago when I was talking to people. And I thought that's just like the craziest <laughs> invention, like three yeah, layers of meat. That's a ridiculous. I've had it and it, I wasn't very impressed. No? Okay. Yeah, I'm not- Straight turkey, man. Don't fuck around. Come on. <laughs> well, the other thing, one, one final thought on turkey is uh, down south, they deep fry turkeys a lot. If done correctly, is a delicious way to yes. eat turkey. Um, but the best thing about the best thing about Americans deep frying turkeys is is that if you go on YouTube, you can find like thousands of videos of people lighting themselves on fire because they're just idiots <laughs> trying to deep fry a turkey, <laughs> and uh, you get hours of entertainment laughing at Americans. Pro- producer Mike's got the turkey deep fryer, and we did a couple at his place a few years ago. And yep. it is you're right when you do it right, it's delicious and it's fantastic, but it's also terrifying. Like you've got yeah, oh just absolutely, a, just a, absolutely. a plain it's burner crazy. under a giant pot of oil. Like it's it's ridiculous. <laughs> One of the things we talked about in the staff meeting I should have mentioned off the top is that we're kind of not doing all the segments on all of the on all of the pods. So we're going to wrap this one up with a new idea that George had. I like maybe calling it the speed bag. Like we've just taken a question out of the speed bag, but I don't mind the snow bank. Could be called the lightning round. We're going to work on that. Uh, send us a tweet if you got a better name for it. But it's just a quick question and a quick answer. What is your favorite Thanksgiving food? And for me, it's cabbage rolls. Oh, I got to go turkey. I think I made that pretty clear already. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can't back off that now. It would, it would have been ridiculous. hilarious. Yeah, if you changed to garden salad, we would have been just howling. Yeah. <laughs> Brussels sprouts. Um, yeah. You know. Georgie? Yeah, it, it's um, it's my mom's turkey rice. So she makes, I, I agree with Les. I mean, you're eating the burger, so that's the best part of the meal. But my mom takes the juice out of the turkey and she uses it with the water to make the rice and it's ridiculous i know you guys have all had that rice it's this dry rice and that by far is my favorite meal it's uh it's crazy how good it is for rice because rice rice isn't exciting god this thing is ridiculously good (laughs) oh that's making me hungry even just thinking about your yeah no kidding jesus that is brilliant well the other thing i think we could we could toss in there like honorable mention to stuffing right like everybody's family has their own stuffing recipe and, uh, you know, no one's is ever as good as their own mom's, like whatever you grew up with. But, you know, stuff. <laughs> well, your mom's stuffing, stuffing is pretty is good, pretty Lester. I would say your mom's stuffing is better than oh, yeah. my mom's stuffing. I've had your mom's stuffing uh, with the fresh cranberries and stuff. And your mom's is good. Yeah. That was awesome. That was nice. That was almost an opposite of my dad's stronger than your dad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. All right. That's the Thanksgiving pod. We're, uh, we're wrapping it up there, boys. It's, it's been a slice. I'm going to buy some furnace filters on my way home. Shout out to Alberto. I love it. Too bad Steve wasn't here. We'll, we'll, get, him ne- we'll get him next one time. One of our best pods all of right, all time. All right, thanks, boys. Beauty. Too bad, Steve.
<laughs> yeah. Second. So second calm. Best. I just feel peaceful and calm wrapping up this. I don't know what yeah, it was about this weird. plot. It was, wasn't it was chaotic. Odd. No inane interruptions. <laughs> We've always been together. We're four of a kind, having fun all day, piling around and laughing away. Just best friends. Best friends are we. I love you. Thanks yet. for listening. We really appreciate it. Want to do us a solid? Tell your friends. Recommend us. On Twitter and Instagram at SnowdayPod and on Facebook, Snowday Podcast. And special thanks to the secret weapon, Shannon Bisson. <laughs>